All right, welcome everybody to the In the Huddle podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And we got a lot to cover here. So honestly, Chris, let's just get right into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on. So let's just get right into it and roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. Okay, Chris, uh, a week full of, you know, crazy uh, news, backup quarterback stuff, close games. We finally got a good week. We haven't had one in a few, so glad to cover this one. Uh, Let's start the Thursday night game, Packers-Cardinals, 24-21. The Packers knock off the Cardinals' undefeated record, and honestly, it was a a great primetime game. I was excited to watch this game, and it definitely lived up to the hype. I think a lot of people were underestimating the Packers because they were missing Devontae Adams. But, you know, the stats said it all. Before this game, I'm pretty sure Rodgers was 6 or 7-0 and without Adams in his career. And, you know, it just shows what kind of guy Adams is – or not Adams, Rodgers. And, I mean, obviously we know what kind of guy he is. He's, like, one of the best players of all time. But, like, the fact that he's able to come up in – Arizona on prime time in a short week without his best player against a seven to no team and put up a great performance where honestly, until the end, the Packers are pretty dominant. Um, and it was mostly the Cardinals just keeping up with them. So props to the uh, Packers. Chris, do you want to take us through the final play of the game that led the Cardinals to lose? Oh my gosh. AJ green, his, his, his controller like disconnected who even knows what happened. Didn't even look back to see where the ball was. And Kyler threw a pass that you can't put it all on him. It's really you, you can't even put it on him. It's on AJ Green. But going into this game, I think we all kind of had that feeling of, you know, there's going to be no Devontae Adams. I, I I honestly thought that the Cardinals would squeeze out of here with a win, but that that didn't happen. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers uh, found a way to go out and come out victorious against the last undefeated team in the NFL, and. It was a great win for the Packers. They did lose Robert Tunyon to a torn ACL. And now this upcoming week, we'll get to it later. They will not have Aaron Rodgers due to his positive testing COVID-19. But we'll get to that later on in the show. But yeah, I mean, it was a good, good, fun game to watch. It was a great win for the Packers. Huge momentum boost. But now they have a a tough challenge ahead next week. Or I should say this upcoming week. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to the Chiefs in a little bit, but I don't know about that. But uh, last thing to say about the A.J. Green thing, I mean, honestly, my thoughts going through my head when that happened, besides just absolutely face-palming, I, I'm not even a Cardinals fan, and I don't even have any of those players in fantasy or whatever. But just as a football watcher, it was just so, like, mind-boggling how bad that was. And, like, it's not even like A.J. Green. Like, obviously, it was supposed to be a fade route. But, like, it's not even like A.J. Green ran a different route and just miscommunicated. Like He, he just, just didn't, didn't even look for the ball. He just, he just stopped. Like, I, I, you must have thought it was like a run or something. It was just bad. But, yeah, honestly, Packers, they take the first seed now. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of stuff going on on their team. But right now, 7-1, and one, and uh, that's seven straight for the Packers. All right. Um, let's move on to 
the one o'clock slate of games. And let's start with the Panthers and Falcons. Um, a game that on paper leading Boring. up to it seemed like it would be one of the more, I'd say, offensive heavy games, pretty exciting. And then about an hour before 1130, I think we got the news that Calvin Ridley is going to be stepping away from football. So we don't know if he's going to come back this year. Uh, we, we don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. And we don't even know if he's going to come back, not even just this year at all. We honestly have no idea. The Falcons issued a statement uh, or was it Calvin Ridley issued a statement? I'm not, ex- I'm, I kind of forget, but it came as a surprise to a lot of people. And the game was just a letdown as a whole in general. If you look at the score, 19 to 13, uh, the, uh, I guess the really only thing I remember about this game is when Matt Ryan got his hand stepped on and he was trying yeah. to get, get all the blood off. Besides that, uh, pretty big letdown spot if you had a lot of these guys in fantasy. Um, weird stat. I think Russell Gage ran the second most routes for the Falcons and he didn't get a single target. That's terrible. So if you rostered Russell Gage in your DFS lineups, I feel sorry for you <laughs> as a proud Russell Gage owner. No, 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 week, no. You know what? I don't feel sorry was, for them. Why, why are you putting Russell Gage in your lineups? I don't care what happened with Ridley. You're nope. just not putting Russell Gage. No Calvin Ridley. You got to look at his price. He opened up some salary <laughs> to get the different guys. I guess so. It, he's a little priced. But. He, he was like 4.2K. So he allowed you to go and spend up elsewhere at that point. Maybe try and get in a Cooper Cup who was sitting at $9,000. But Also, don't take this game as a Sam Darnold bounce back, and that's why the Panthers won. No, Matt Ryan. No, Sam, Sam Darnold. They didn't have Ridley, sucks. and the it was mostly just the Panthers' defense, which, by the way, has been top five this year quietly, very quietly. Gilmore but, um, yeah, had anyone, the uh, interception oh, yeah. at the game. Yep, Gilmore finally his first game on the Panthers to get an interception. But um, last thing, anyone who's complaining about Ridley like fucking up their fantasy team or something, it's, just shut up. Like, yeah. just be quiet. Like, you have to just respect his decision. Like, come on, there's <laughs> there's more important things than complaining about your fantasy team in that aspect. I get mm-hmm. if they're injured or something, or I don't know, they just suck. But like, obviously, like, what are you doing? All right. Um, well, one more thing about the Panthers real quick. We'll see how Darnold can bounce back with Christian McCaffrey returning from IR this week. We'll see what happens. Yes. Totally different quarterback. Look at the numbers from when he had McCaffrey to when he didn't have have McCaffrey. Totally different. So was it just Darnold hot at the beginning, beginning of the season? Or is it he needs his uh, security blanket in McCaffrey? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out this week. The fact that I've won five straight without McCaffrey's on my team because he's injured. That's, that's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, Chris, Titans-Colts. I would probably say the best early game went into overtime. You know, honestly, Chris, when it comes to these AFC South matchups, you know, I don't think anyone really ever gets that excited. But honestly, if there's one matchup that always brings a good game, usually it's Titans-Colts. So, you know, this was an important one. The Colts needed to win it. It's, it was a very, very tough loss here in overtime. And I, and I mean, I don't know where you want to start. I guess I'll do the Colts and then you can get to Derrick Henry. Yeah, Just that's In terms of Carson big. Wentz, I mean, in this game, he was fine up until the end. And then, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, go just look up Carson Wentz, uh, goal line interception probably you, you thought the throw against the Niners was bad last week in prime time now this one was just 10 times we've worse. we've seen this version of Wentz time and time again it's just kind of become his brand almost like 
I don't want to believe he's like making he's doing shit like this and he's like this, but I don't know. Something just seems off with him. His last year and a half on Philly, he didn't seem the same. And he it didn't end the way he wanted it to. And now he's coming to Indy. And you look at it like from the analytics point of view, he's not terrible. Like he still looks as a solid NFL quarterback, but you just look at some of his decision making and, and you kind of just question it. He's been absolutely flustered ever since Nick Foles uh, took over and, you know, took the spotlight away from him. He's felt like he's had to prove himself ever since. And it just leads to these like bad decisions and he's, he's never comfortable in the pocket. And like, obviously he wasn't trying to take the safety here at the end of the game, but like, just to throw it like that, like, I I don't know. I don't know what else he could have done, I guess, but like, it was just so talk about a real face palm uh, besides the AJ green thing. I mean, that was just like this throw. I, I don't even remember what it was like on my couch, just watching it. It was just bad, but, and then he threw a second interception in overtime after he got their team back to tie it up to get in overtime. And you're like, all right, Carson Wentz redemption. Now they have the ball in overtime, but no, he just throws another terrible pick. And uh, Randy Bullock comes out and hits the game winner in Indy and the Colts three and five, not looking good for the division anymore. That was their chance. They could have been a game back. They could have been a game back. And more importantly, uh, Titans won, but Derrick Henry, is most I'll say most likely going to miss the rest of the season. He has a broken foot that's going to require, I think, I think it's about six to 10 weeks you're saying, but we don't know how he's going to rehab, uh, how, what, what's going to happen with recovery? How smooth is it going to go? How's the whole rehab process going to go? So that's a situation to keep an eye on. Say if the Titans keep this momentum, they keep moving, they make the playoffs. Could Derrick Henry make a postseason appearance or are they just going to try to shut him down for the season? Uh, we don't know, but they picked up Adrian Peterson. So, you know, he'll be due for one of those uh, four carries, one yard, two touchdown games at some point <laughs> this year. You, you just, I just know that's coming. We all know that's going to happen. But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this Titans team proved that they don't, don't just need to win by running the football. They could easily do it through the air. A.J. Brown, another big week for him. So they just got to keep the momentum. And hopefully Julio could stay healthy. He's... He hasn't been healthy this season, and it hasn't really affected them. But with the absence of Derrick Henry now, I'm just concerned because now teams don't have to always be concerned about the run. Now they can kind of, I feel, be a little more relaxed and be like, all right, we don't have to worry about Derrick Henry exploding for 200 yards versus now and three touchdowns. Now we can kind of focus on protecting against the pass and focusing more on A.J. Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown's a stud. I think people forget that he's easily a top 10 guy when healthy. And uh, if you're a Titans fan, what you're looking at right now is just make the playoffs. I think Derrick Henry will be back in the playoffs. I don't think – I think if it only it's only going to take six to ten weeks uh, for recovery, I think that they're going to absolutely need him in the playoffs if they want to go far. So that, but, that's um, where I think they're aiming at right now. And, uh, yeah. As a fantasy owner, if you have Derrick Henry um, – it was a fun season for you. It's always uh, better, better luck next year. <laughs> better luck next All right. year. Uh, D- Dolphins and Bills, not really a whole lot to take away. Uh, Tua did not, did not get traded by the deadline. Pretty boring deadline, to be honest. I really feel like n- not not a whole lot happened. The Chiefs had the most exciting deadline. <laughs> and, and, and they got Melvin Gordon. We made Gordon. two moves. Oh, they made ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did make two. Yeah, we got rid of some cap. 
So goodbye, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. You will be missed. But uh, the Bills Dolphins, pretty boring game. I feel like it's just the Bills kind of controlling the one one side of it. Josh Allen, he has a he had rushing touchdown, two passing touchdowns, but just feels like week in week out. We're still waiting for Diggs to have that blow up spot, and it seems like it's always. Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley always getting it done this year. And it was Cole Beasley this week, 10 catches, 110 yards, couldn't find the end zone. And Emmanuel Sanders didn't have anything. I don't even know if he had a target this week. I'm not sure. Did he get hurt or something? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm not sure. But the Bills easily had their way and proving why they are going to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. All yeah, right. this game is actually weird. It was just it was tied up for a while, and then the Bills just kind of were like, "All right, uh, we're not going to lose to the Dolphins at home. Let's just turn it up and score three <laughs> touchdowns." And that was pretty much it. It was too easy. Oh, one more thing, really quick. Don't worry, I'm going to stop defending Tua. Uh, that was just really bad, and uh, I'm done. I'm officially done. Tua, I stole your jersey for some reason. I love you, but I'm going to stop defending you. You're just not that good. Sorry. Yeah. W- one more thing. The uh, I know that the. Uh... The Dolphins had a trade in place to acquire Deshaun Watson, but they ended up backing out at the last moment. I know the Dolphins owner, I think I, I'm not, I could be messing some stuff up, but uh, I think they wanted to know Watson on a more personal level, but they didn't get to, I think they talked with him like the night before or something like that. I read somewhere and they want all this legal, all the legal cases and everything to kind of be, they want to be over because they don't want to deal with any of that. So who knows? The, the Texans said they're going to look to trade him in the offseason, and I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up on the Dolphins again. Not again. If he ends up go, still going to the Dolphins, I think we could have a more clear picture of what's going to happen with Watson. Let's say let, let, let's say everything with the charges all gets settled and he'll be able to play football. I don't see why the Dolphins wouldn't offer uh, another trade and attempt to acquire him again. Yeah, I agree. And it's a shame it never happened because uh, Dolphins-Texans is this week, so could have been cool. A little bit of a revenge game. But uh, let's move on to the biggest upset of the week in the Bengals and Jets. You know, the Bengals looking really good this year, 5-2, and two, beat division rival the Baltimore Ravens, and they played the New York Jets. And not just, you know, the Jets are bad, but they beat Mike White, but then they go against Mike White in his first start for the Jets. So I'm a little bit last week, but playing Mike White, and you think the Bengals are going to have have their way, be able to steamroll and move on to six wins. And that the opposite happened. Mike White had his way. He had two interceptions this game, looking a little shaky, but ends up tossing it up for 405 yards, three touchdowns. Michael Carter had a huge game. Uh they loved giving him ball into to the air and on the ground. Jamison Crowder. So the, the Jets, they were able to move the ball in this Bengals team. Chris, I think we all saw it coming. I mean, the second Mike White came in last week and threw a touchdown on his first play, I mean, I think we all knew there was something special. And uh, he's already on his way to good status. I'm going to be completely honest. But um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I can't believe we're even talking about Mike White right now in an upset game with him throwing for 400 yards. I mean, it's crazy, honestly, when you think about it. But erase the Bengals beating the Ravens last week. I mean, this is such a Bengals thing to happen. Like, my dad was at this game. And, of course, of course, the one time he sees the Bengals, this happens. I'm not surprised. It's just – yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm speechless. I mean, I don't really know what to say about Mike White. Like, I, I thought he was a default character in Madden last week, and apparently he's a he's a good quarterback, <laughs> or at least one that had a great game. And, uh, yeah, for the Bengals, their, their offense is fine, except for that horrible gut-wrenching pick that Joe Burrow threw in late in the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, it was weird. Every wide receiver was just immediate, randomly great for the Jets. Michael Carter, like you said, was great. I think he had, like, nine catches – uh, my dad almost, said that yeah. Michael Carter looked like a beast in person, like just unstoppable. Um, I mean, there was that Jameson or not Jameson Crowder, a uh, Keelan Cole catch that didn't count. The T Higgins catch for the Bengals. There, there was just a lot of highlight making plays this game uh, and an absolute shootout. It actually reminded me of the Chiefs Jets game that I went to four years ago where um, it was just a shootout back and forth against a shitty Jets team. And the Chiefs should have won it. And there was just some bad mistakes at the end. And the Jets came back and won. And it was very similar to this game. I, I don't really know what to say about the Bengals as a whole right now. It was easily a trap game. I think they were looking ahead to next week after that big win to the Ravens. And they just kind of got caught not knowing what this guy, Mike White, was going to do. But honestly, probably one of the biggest surprises of the year so far. And as much as I dislike the Jets, I guess good for you guys. I mean, it's still fun to see a guy like Mike Mike White go in there and win. So, I don't know. Just an overall crazy game to watch live on Red Zone. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I can't believe I'm saying that about a Jets quarterback. This game, uh, if you pick the Bengals in your survivor pool, I'm very sorry for you. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. I picked Lions money line, Chris. We'll get to that. Yeah, but that's not as bad as, like, you would think the Bengals would easily – I mean, you would think uh, Lions well, – True, true. Lions suck, but I, I feel everyone would think that the Bengals would end up winning this game unless you were some delusional Jets fan. And what happened? The delusional Jets fans uh, came up victorious in this game. So I think the Jets, I think they acquired all their wins for the season with two. But, well, they play the Texans and the Jaguars uh, coming up, so maybe not. Oh man, but uh, well, well, but um, I just think it's funny, and it just goes to describe professional sports. How doesn't matter how good or bad how, how how bad the team is, they can beat anyone. Look, the Jets beat the Bengals, one of the best teams in football right now, and then they beat the Titans. But the Titans, <laughs> I know that I know they had no wide receivers, but. Even without any wide receivers in that game, not too many people are really giving them a chance. That's just pretty funny. All right. Uh, the Jets are the only team in that division to beat uh, a team with a winning record twice this year. <laughs> okay, Jets, I see you. But uh, Steelers and Browns, uh, kind of just a definition of your typical AFC North uh, type of rivalry game. Low scoring, hard hitting. Not a whole lot of offense. You kind of win it in the trenches. Defense wins you these games, and that's kind of what happened here. 15 to 10. Uh, offense on both sides looked really just abysmal. Uh, and it's I'll always be saying this. Odell, as long as – well, we have a lot to talk about, about Odell, but Odell <laughs> possibly could have played his last game as a Cleveland Brown, and once again, Odell was starting, and the Browns looked terrible. Uh, the Steelers, the offense looked pretty much the same as it always did. Just these dump offs and short passes. But overall, the defensive game was just impressive. Top three defense in the league. Uh, the biggest play of the game came, I forgot when it was, the uh, the third quarter. Ben threw it up to the rookie Pat Fryermuth, and he came down with that 
a very impressive uh, touchdown grab. He had the ball hit his hands, and then I think he turned around and ended up grabbing it, something like that. I saw it in slow motion. Great pickup. Hopefully, he can evolve into the tight end the Steelers hope they drafted. Uh, with Ebron kind of getting shuffled back in the depth order, uh, it seems like it's, it seems like Pat is going to see a lot of more volume as the season goes on, and I think that's going to be really helpful. Uh, Sam, overall, it just seemed like a typical AFC North type of game. Not really a whole lot to talk about. Super happy we beat the Browns. Ben, after they won, they showed him and he was yelling. So super happy because I think deep down Ben knows this is his last game to be played in Cleveland. So I think this is really big for him. He really wanted this one to go out in Cleveland and and go out of there with a win. So very good to see that. I didn't think the Steelers were going to win in Cleveland. I thought they were going to win uh went at Heinz Field but you know Baker dealing with that shoulder injury and having Odell plague your entire team it's a recipe for disaster for Cleveland and that pick of me saying they're gonna win the division is looking very bad I think their chances of that are completely gone honestly I don't see this Browns team you could say even making the playoffs at this point you really don't know they just seem all over the place to me uh, very inconsistent and kind of just lost right now. I mean, I don't know if I missed the playoffs yet. Still some time, but I mean, look, Chris, I picked the Ravens to win the division. I had the Steelers winning eight games. I'm still going to stand by that. I had the Browns still making the playoffs, but having a very disappointing season compared to the hype. That's just how it works. I mean, this is a classic Steelers-Browns game. I mean, the Steelers go in there, Big Ben wins in Cleveland in a shitty low-scoring game, and the Browns just disappoint. And honestly, I can't blame the Browns too much because of everything you already went through. But honestly, like, of course the Steelers won this game. I mean, they have to they have to get their eight, nine wins somehow anyways, so I'm, I'm really not surprised. I don't have much else to say, though. Uh, I guess really quick, we could talk about, I guess, Odell really quick. We thought that they were going to release him, not not release him, uh, trade him before the deadline. And that didn't happen. Odell's dad apparently made a montage of a 10 minute video of Baker uh, not looking at Odell or throwing it to Odell. And it just wasn't a good pass. And then Odell showed up to practice yesterday and they told Odell to go home and he was no longer a part of the team. And he, and then they also sent him home, I think today or told not to report today. So they're going to figure out what to do with Odell. I'm not exactly sure about the whole contract. This is his last year on it, but I think the Browns, they might just tell him to go home the entire, just not to report anymore. I'm not exactly sure the whole contract details, but they may look to trade him in the off season or they may end up just releasing him. I'm really not sure, um, but pretty ugly situation. But at the same time, it's going to benefit the Browns because Odell simply isn't what he was. His prime was super short. People hear Odell and they, and they think he's still in his prime, but that's simply not the case. Uh, He complains all the time. I think I've said it multiple times. and I'll keep on saying it. When Odell went out last year with the ACL, he, the Browns excelled and looked even better. And now he's back and the Browns look like complete ass. Yeah. Uh, just go to the Patriots already. I mean, who are we kidding? It's going to yeah, happen. Let's be honest. All right. Uh, I don't know. I think Patriots, maybe the Packers. We'll see. Maybe the Packers. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it, depends. we'll see how it unfolds. You know, we'll probably sign off and then uh, we'll see that Odell has been released and tomorrow he will probably sign somewhere knowing our luck. But uh, anyway, we can move on to 
a huge blowout. Eagles, Lions, 44 to 6. Uh, if you were a fantasy owner of Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry. He had a very underwhelming game for Eagles and they put up 44 points. If you were out and about that day, started Jalen Hurts in your fantasy lineup and check the score and see the Eagles scored 44 points. You probably think Jalen had 300 passing yards, four touchdowns, maybe one he got in there using his legs, but you turn out to see that they had four rushing touchdowns and he only had 103 passing yards on 14 attempts and you were pretty pissed off. So it's because they were garbage points. That's why he only scores on garbage points. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like you look at it and you, exactly Sam, but when you think a team scored 44 points, you would think the quarterback would have more than a hundred passing yards and at least, at least one passing touchdown, but pretty upsetting. He almost Chris, had wait, the, the king of the uh, less than five yard touchdowns returned uh, this week, Jordan Howard. I mean, oh, we haven't oh. heard that name in a few years. Yeah, you know, with uh, Miles Sanders getting hurt, Jordan Howard got some time, and it was a three-man committee. It was Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and Kenneth Gainwell, and they all they got Boston Scott and Howard both got twelve snaps, twelve carries, and but both found the end zone twice, and then Gainwell got thirteen but failed to find the end zone. And uh, the Lions, they suck. Uh, they'll they'll get their one win this year. I'm fairly confident in that. It is extremely it's hard. It's going to be against this. the Bears on Thanksgiving. It has to be. It's such a Lions win. I, I, you I'm right it. with you. I'm right with you. If they don't have a win, they're going to get it. Like then. Justin Fields for like <coughs> for some weird reason will like miss the game or something, and then Andy Dalton will start and they'll <laughs> lose. Could, couldn't you totally see Andy Dalton on Thanksgiving? I can't. I couldn't imagine Justin Fields. I could see it. It's going to be a pretty ugly game. But, uh, but yeah, we picking lines, money line. Just let's just. <laughs> I, I give up. I don't know what's worse, that take or your take beginning of the season of Giants winning the division. There were a lot of bad takes from both sides. <laughs> a lot of bad takes. You didn't, didn't have to bring that up. How about, how about no. the bad take of the Chiefs winning 14 games? How about that? Oh Well, I mean, I don't know if that was really a bad take, to be honest with you. It looks like one now, but beginning of the season, some people were thinking that they were going to go undefeated. Well, Chris, you also had the Cardinals going 8-9. I remember. Yeah, yeah, you know, bad, bad take central. but uh, We'll review we'll, all that. After the season's over, we we can move on to the Rams Texans closer game than some thought, and we Texans. can move on. So we have uh, Bears 49ers, Bears 49ers, or Rams Texans. Which one? No, exactly. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't oh, have to oh, 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 I was so confused. I'm like, what? Yeah, Rams Texans 38 22. Um, that's it. Rams won. Yeah, don't really care. Uh, Tyrod Taylor comes back for the Texans this week. All right. Exactly like you said, we can move on. <laughs> it's true. It's honestly true. Like, I, I'm sorry, Rams and Texans fans, but what else do you want us to say? You know, I mean, Brandon Cooks, f- oh. free my, free Brandon Cooks and free A-Rob. That's all I have to Actually, say. Actually, wait, 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 wait. We probably should mention Von Miller. <laughs> oh, my God. How did we forget? Yeah, Von Miller yeah. traded to the Rams. Okay, the Rams sorry. Are- I apologize, Rams fans. I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> we will mention your blockbuster trade. They acquired Von Miller for two second-day draft picks in 2022, and the Rams proved to us once again they do not believe in draft picks. And it's working. It's working. It's working. They trade away their draft picks, and they acquire players who they already know that they're going to get. They know when they bring them into the facility what they're going to bring. When you draft a player, you, you you, you do the scouting, and you hope that he that he becomes a player that you 
he become, and he fulfills his potential. But the Rams are of the mindset of we're not going to sit here and 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 draft the young guys we have to develop. We want to bring in guys who we know what we're going to get the second that we make that trade for them. And that's what we see them doing. And honestly, it's been, it's working out. They are seven and one and they are among the top teams for Super Bowl odds right now. And rightfully so. The, the scariest part of the Rams is not only the talent that they already have, such as obviously Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and their whole offense with Cooper cup and Matt Stafford and Dale Henderson, whatever. We get the talent. But the real scariest part about the Rams is not only that they're good, but they're just one of the most, like, beautiful teams to go to. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's the most attractive place to head to if you're a guy like Von Miller, not yeah. only because they're good. I mean, who doesn't want to live in L.A. for a team that actually roots for you, not like the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, and, actually the- and, and it's a huge bonus that you're – it's like you said, you have the good weather and you have a great team around you with great group, great group of guys who have Super Bowl aspirations. And I think it can come true. You know, my take of Bill's Rams Super Bowl uh, can very still easily happen. Both teams playing great football. Uh, we just got to see how the rest of the season plays out for them after the Houston Texans. Uh, it's going to be a long 20 years of misery for you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> 20 years. Okay. All right, now we'll actually move on to 49ers Bears. But, yeah, that was probably the biggest piece of news from the trade deadline. So, Von Miller, I mean, him and Aaron Donald, that's crazy. All right, 49ers Bears. The Bears actually looked decent, but they did lose because the 49ers looked better. They won 33-22. to This was the quarterbacks running it into the end zone game. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had two rushing touchdowns, and Justin Fields probably had the highlight of his career so far, at least on the ground. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Fantastic. Yeah, rushing touchdown. This game was pretty boring in the first half, but, um, you know, the offense has picked up, and the Bears had it for a while, and, you know, the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, this was, this was a real prove-it game, and it wasn't looking great for him in the beginning, and right at the end, I mean, he just started, he just started really manning this offense and just taking it into his own hands, and you could just tell he was hyped up. I mean – after that disappointing uh, Monday night game or Sunday night game against the Colts at home, you know, it's kind of a quiet atmosphere going into Chicago at 1 p.m. You kind of get swept under the rug. So this is kind of like a perfect time for Garoppolo to come out of nowhere and really have a game for himself. And, you know, props to the defense, too, for tightening up towards the end of the game. But um, I think the game ball really has to go to Garoppolo on this one. I agree with you on that. Um, 49ers. Eli Mitchell, Debo Samuel both had huge games, 100 yards in the ground, 100 yards through the air for both of, for each of them respectively. Uh, Fields, you know, like you said, he had that highlight on the ground, but 49ers just outplayed the Bears in those, especially in that fourth quarter, scoring them 18-6, to six, and they outplayed them as the game went on. But it was definitely a fun game. Uh, they, they Both teams had their moments, and you know, both teams – no, for the 49ers, when's George Kittle going to come back? That's a good question. It might be – I believe he was projected zero, but with, like, a non-questionable – I don't know. Let me check fantasy really quick. I believe it could be this week or next week. I don't think so. Kittle's going to return – No, he's projected uh, 12. 
Oh, so so that, means, yeah. that means it's possible that he can come back. All right, so uh, I'm looking at now. He did return to practice, I think, yesterday. So, I mean, the 49ers, they're three and four. Still a lot of football left. Maybe they could make a, a late season push and try to make a wild card spot. Who knows? Uh, this team offensively seems to be, especially last week, it could be a game that can get them kick-started. I really don't know. I have no faith with Garoppolo back there under center, but that's just me. I know you Garoppolo hopefuls are going to disagree with me on that, but it is what it is. All right. Patriots chargers, um, a game that I bet against the Patriots and it bites me in the butt. Uh, Mac Jones, 217 yards, but Patriots end up out dueling the chargers in this one. Seemed like a Herbert really didn't have one of the Herbert S games that we're really used to. Belichick knew how to game plan against him. Uh, and Belichick went in there and he said, I'm going to stop Mike Williams, beat me with other guys. Keenan Allen, he had a touchdown, but it, it, the Chargers just couldn't outmatch uh, Belichick and, and Mac Jones this week. Oh, man. I mean, as a Chiefs fan, you're probably we, we always we always talk about the Raiders uh, disappointing and having a downfall every year. But I don't think enough people like to talk about how the Chargers seem to disappoint pretty much every year. And as a Chiefs fan, I'm hoping this wasn't just a bad game. I'm hoping this is the start to the Chargers not living up to the hype that they always have every single year. Um, Justin Herbert didn't look great. He had two interceptions, and then obviously that pick six in the fourth quarter, which pretty much – it wasn't the dagger because the Patriots only took, a, I think, a small lead uh, at that point. But um, Or they were only down by one, and then they got the pick six, so then they took a lead. Um, but honestly, both run games of both teams look very good. Mac Jones has just been improving. He's actually on his way. If, if Jamar Chase wasn't a person, he would be, he would be up there with the uh, rookie of the year so far uh, for offense. But, um, I think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. I don't know about you. I mean, I hope the chiefs do, but I see the Patriots slipping in there as a six or seven seed. I think beating the chargers right now is crucial for them. I thought this was a huge statement to go into L.A. And uh, like you said, Bill Belichick just took care of stopping Herbert. And I don't know. I just think – I don't think the Patriots really do anything that bad. I just – after that, you know, putting up 50 against the Jets, I know it's the Jets, but, you know, still putting up a 50-burger with not many offensive weapons was impressive last week. And then to come in and beat the Chargers, who everyone was hyping up against – uh, I, I just like where the Patriots are headed, even though I don't like the Patriots in general. But um, I'll take the Chargers losing. I mean, the Chiefs are 4-4 four and four and the Chargers are 4-3, and three, so we're right there with them. And I thought this was huge for uh, the Chargers to lose this, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, I mean, when you say you think the Patriots can make the Super Bowl, uh, I don't think they will. Playoffs, playoffs. Oh, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Not Super Bowl, playoffs. Uh, my bad. Uh, when you say the, the playoffs, I honestly don't think they will. I think they're going to come up just short, but – I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, they still have Bill Belichick there. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick is, I feel, kind of keeping him a little reserved this year. Rookie year, getting used to it. And Mac Jones isn't looking bad. I feel next season they'll start to let him air it out and play more freely. But I wouldn't count the Patriots at all for a uh, wild card spot because uh, they still have the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, there. And the Patriots, they always have tricks up their sleeves. They're, they're always going to win games that they shouldn't win. You have – it's just genius coaching staff over there. And we'll see. I think the Patriots, the Patriots are going to be – they're going to be interesting they be, to watch. They would be 5-3 and three right now if the Dolphins 
uh, or if they didn't fumble against the Dolphins in the fourth quarter in week one, and the Dolphins would be 0 and 8 right now. <laughs> I mean, we'll see the Patriots in, in, the, uh, in the in the hunt <coughs> on that in the hunt chart. I think up until the final, the, the closing weeks, they're going to be right yeah. there, always battling for a spot. They're sneaky. Um, They're sneaky. Uh, Seahawks, Seahawks, Jaguars. Geno Smith wins. The Jaguars suck. Fire Urban Meyer, thirty-one to seven. Uh, Lockett and Metcalf. Well, not even Metcalf. Lockett had his blow-up week. Uh, of course, I had him on my bench in fantasy, but it didn't matter because I still came out victorious. Eight and zero. Last undefeated team. Feeling pretty good, but going to be a tough week. I have Brady, Hawkinson, and oh, who else is on the bye week for me? I forgot, but Brady's on a bye, so it's going to be a pretty tough week. DK Metcalf, he is an animal. That one touchdown catch, I mean, people. DK Lock Metcalf's just kind it. of been Lock on the bye. This year. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, no, he's been good. Like, he's been top 10 in stats. It's just. I feel like he hasn't had his moment this year. I mean, he had that big touchdown in primetime against the Saints. But, I mean, it was just a nice long touchdown. It wasn't anything crazy. He did have a very nice mossing touchdown here. But, like, I think when you think of DK Metcalf, I mean, last year he had the chase down. He had a few other, you know, amazing plays. So, he's been quietly very, very good this year. Just not, like, he just hasn't been at the exact forefront. I think that's something interesting. Yeah, I also think it goes to how much attention that these accounts, like like SportsCenter and ESPN, really want to post because if they want to show his DK content, we'll get it shoved down our throat, and that's all all we'll be talking about because to this day, I think they still post that DK chase down. It's like still thinking about this, and we see it at least 10 times a year. So, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sick of that. Nothing against DK, but it was an impressive play. It's just, okay, we get it. Exactly. It's one of those things. But uh, much needed win for the Seahawks. They they are still three and five on the outside looking in. Russell Wilson got the pin in his finger removed, and we'll see how quickly he can come back. And if it, he'll come back soon enough to be able to try and salvage a season that, as of now, looks like a lost season for the Seahawks. Exactly. All right, Chris. Bucks Saints, a big divisional matchup. Um, I think Brady's kryptonite. The Bucks to win. Yeah, Brady's, Brady's kryptonite. Regular season Saints. Against, yep, the regular season Saints, and you know Brady's is still going to throw for three hundred seventy-five yards and four touchdowns, of course. But he had two interceptions and the pick six to effectively end the game at the end. It definitely hurt not having Antonio Brown in this game. Um, I think that was kind of like their their big play guy they needed uh, towards the end. And, you know, Mike Evans had a big touchdown at the end of the game. They had another guy. I want uh, Cyril Grayson, Grayson or Cairo. Yeah. yeah. That was his second ever catch. Touchdown. Second ever catch. <laughs> Busted coverage. It was crazy. But I think we got to look at the other side. The Saints, Jameis Winston goes down. What is a season-ending ACL injury? Huge blow for the Saints. Uh, but I guess there was some hope when that video surfaced of the Saints celebrating in the locker room and Jameis was celebrating on crutches. And I think like two minutes later, it comes out that Sean Payne's like, yeah, it could be season ending. So that was a pretty funny timing, but praying for Jameis. Hopefully he gets back uh, soon. It was fun to watch and he was good with these Saints. The Saints had a winning record. They were in a lot of games. Uh, they had playoff aspirations once again, but Trevor Simeon came in and he ended up, he, he did his job. He came in and he won the football game. Yeah. And if the Saints win this week, 
Uh, they're in first because the Bucks have a bye. So they're five and two right now, very quietly. And at the beginning of the year, uh, the first four weeks, we were like, what the hell is the Saints team? And I think the answer is very prominent now. I mean, it's obviously a very defensive-centered uh, team. And I don't think we give the Saints defense enough credit. I think we all know that they're pretty solid. <clears throat> but this year they've been playing just very impressive football. I mean, the fact that you – I feel like people are still underestimating guys such as Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis. Everyone knows they're elite players, but I feel like no one's talking about them in the same conversations as a Jalen Ramsey or an Aaron Donald or these guys. And I'm like, this whole Saints defense as a whole is very scary to go against. And I think on offense right now with the quarterback situation, Jameis was fine all year. He was, he, he was solid. But, um, you know, they get Taysom Hill back. I think they'll be fine. And honestly, right now, what their offense need to do is just rely on their defense to keep playing good football. Just give it to Alvin Kamara. I mean, Michael Thomas is now probably never going to play as a Saints player. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make the guess. He's never going to play That's another insane. down in a Saints uniform again. In 2019, two years ago, I don't think people would believe me if I said that. But You could have said he was the best reality. receiver in football that year, and now he's done for the year. I know, but right now they just got to turn. They maybe, maybe they get to Sean Jackson off of uh, off of the waivers and uh, make guys like Marquez Callaway more prominent. But um, right now you just got to rely on Alvin Kamara. He's been a beast so far. And uh, Taysom Mills coming back, that should be exciting. And uh, I think the Saints team is honestly put together for, you know, definitely going to make the playoffs, I think. And uh, I'm excited to see what this defense can do against some of these good teams just like the Bucks. I have a question real quick. Uh, I hope they don't do it, but let's just say, I think you know where we're going to go with this. Odell gets released from the Browns. Do you think the Saints can make a serious push for him? I don't know if Sean Payton, especially after what happened to Michael Thomas, wants to deal with another guy like Odell. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just a thought because what are the Saints missing right now? They're missing a alpha wide receiver one. That's exactly what they don't have. Kamara is their... RB1 and their wide receiver one. And with the acquisition of marking. They honestly should have got Brandon Cooks to come back to the Saints. I mean, that would have been a good uh, pickup. The Texans weren't going to trade him. I know, but it would have been a nice return, though. Yeah, but, you know, Mark Ingram, he's going to eat into Kamara's uh, carries a little bit, but you still have Kamara as your uh, starting running back and as your wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, pretty Which, much. <laughs> you're going to go out and you're going to go find a wide receiver one because, like you said, the whole uh, question of Michael Thomas and his future in New Orleans is very questionable right now. Um, all right, let's go on to Washington Broncos. Pretty boring game. Broncos, are, they're 4-4. They're four and four. Von Miller went to sleep 4-4 four and four and he woke up 7-1, and one, as he said. Uh Um, not really a whole lot, just kind of a boring game between two teams that, uh, well, one team that's been really underperforming this year to a lot of people's expectations and a Broncos team who I feel not a whole lot of people really knew what to expect. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's, 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 did anyone really expect with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, even after the three, no start that they were really going to be that good. I mean, they'll be average. They're four and four. I mean, look, look, there are four wins. Giants, Jets, Jaguars, and Washington, probably four of the eight worst teams in the entire NFL. So 
Can't give him too much credit there, especially only 17 to 10, where it was really just like uh, against the Packers for Washington, another game where it felt like Washington had moments where they could have done something and they just shoot themselves in the foot. Like Taylor Heineke, another two interceptions. You had that uh, you know spot at the end of the game where they really had a chance. And then, you know, they just shot themselves in the foot and they had to throw a Hail Mary. And it was just, it was just all over the place. And yeah. look, give, give props to the Broncos defense. They're still pretty solid. And, you know, they did enough on offense, but really this was more of a game about Washington just being messy this year. And it's just been a, it's just, you know, you didn't even get Terry McLaurin really involved in this game. Only three catches. A guy like Antonio Gibson hasn't been very well this year, especially after his injury. He hasn't been the same. And honestly, I, I, it's turning into just a throwaway season for them since the Eagles are clearly going to probably end up being better than Washington. The Giants, even though they're also 2-6, and six, will probably be better than Washington at this point. And obviously the Cowboys are going to win the division. So, I mean, at this point, you just got to look for a quarterback for next year. Uh, Washington's defense, I guess they only gave up 17, but still – I mean, it's nothing nothing like you thought it was going to be. So I think this is really just a mess for Washington now. And, you know, I, I don't know what more to say. Yeah, um, Washington, their defense hasn't performed. Fitzpatrick went out week one with an injury. Uh, I think after the recent uh, weeks of the, of the football team, I think uh, when Fitzpatrick comes back, I'm not even sure when he's going to come back. I think uh, – Ron Rivera will start Fitzpatrick, see if that can light a fire under this team and they can start winning football games because it has not been so successful with Heineke. Not putting all the blame on him. The defense has been a huge part of that. Have been struggling to get to the quarterback, but it's not the same. Something's going on here. They got to figure it out. Um, they also they need to get a new kicker. I mean, Chris Blewett, besides the last name that everyone makes fun of, <laughs> the first two out of three kicks have been blocked already. I mean, that's just that's crazy. Oh, and also another blow for the uh, football team is Montez Sweat has like a fracture in his jaw that he's not going to be able to have any contact for a month. They have to alter his diet. Jeez. So that's going to be another uh, hit to this, this defense. So Sucks. that's pretty depressing for the football team but let's go on to the Cowboys Vikings backup quarterback uh, prevails Cooper Rush Dak Prescott ruled out right before the game calf injury kind of up in the air all day and the Cowboys come out victorious uh, 20 to 16 not the most exciting game uh, that we could have imagined but Kirk Cousins, Cooper Rush's family that is true but uh, <laughs> the end but Kirk Cousins Really don't know what to say. This Vikings team needs to move on from him. <laughs> I mean, but I, I don't think they are so, anytime soon. It's actually crazy how we all get pulled in every year because Kirk Cousins just always goes off in one o'clock games. And like his stats have totally shown this year that he's a, a top 10 quarterback. And then I think we just all forget, like, by the time primetime comes, it just, I don't understand what, what goes on in his brain or just. 184 yards and 23 completions. I mean, that's not a very good ratio. He didn't throw any interceptions, but like at the end of the game, he was just not looking towards guys like Justin Jefferson. He was not making the big throws. And he's just scared. He's just scared when it comes down to this. Now, the Cowboys have a good defense, but I mean, the fact that you go out there, you, you, you score a touchdown right off the bat to Thielen at home, it's, you know, it's hype. They're playing against a backup quarterback. 
And then pretty much for the rest of the game, I mean, you're just doing enough. You took the 16 to 13 lead in the fourth. But, like, that's such a Kirk Cousins thing to do. You're not, you're not playing lights out. You're not playing like you have been earlier on in the season. And another close loss for the Vikings where there's a lot of fingers to point, and definitely Kirk Cousins in this game at least was one of them. And, I mean, three and four at this point. The seventh seed for the NFC still wide open, so you still have a chance, Vikings. But, I mean, now this is like your third or fourth loss where you could have won the game and just these minor issues were holding you back. And I think a lot of, you know, fingers are also being pointed at Mike Zimmer. I know Max is pissed off. He's saying fire Zimmer, you know, get rid of Kirk Cousins. He, he was pissed at this loss. I mean, I'd be pissed too if he lost to Cooper Rush at home in prime time after we had a few nice wins as well with this offense. I mean, Justin Jefferson, he only had two catches for 21 yards. I think he only had four targets. And Thielen really didn't do much after, you know, a good beginning of the game. So a very, very disappointing all the way around. I mean, most people, I think Vikings fans probably saw it coming because it is Kirk in prime time. But, you know, on the flip side, huge win for Dallas. Cooper Rush, good for him. I mean, another backup quarterback. That's really been the storyline of this week with Mike White, Trevor Simeon, now Cooper Rush. So, yeah, good for him. Got the win. He actually looked pretty decent as well. 325 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper had a big game. He had that big uh, lucky catch at the end and then the touchdown. C.D. Lamb was great. Cedric Wilson, I've been meaning to talk about Cedric Wilson for like the last four weeks, and I've completely forgotten just because I've wanted to state how underrated he's been this year. So finally I'm getting my chance here now. He had a great touchdown catch. I think he's been a nice little weapon, especially since Gallup has been out. But, um, yeah, this just shows how good the Cowboys can be. Uh, the fact that they won prime time uh, with Cooper Rush, now they're six and one. I mean, they're a team to look out for. So yeah, that's those are my thoughts on the game. Yeah, um, I'll be quick because I have a meeting I gotta attend at three o'clock. So we gotta keep this moving a little bit. Um, yeah, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, it's like you said, he's been he's been underrated this year. He's been good. It's just he gets outshined, and everyone pays attention to Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb, while Cedric Wilson is just that guy who has he's been good. Just nobody wants to sit here and talk about it. Uh, the Vikings, they're that team that's just. They're not good, but they're not bad. And the kicking mishaps aren't the reason for, for this for this either. It's questionable quarterback play, honestly. And they're that team that they're not going to be bad enough when they can go and draft the top quarterback, but they're not going to be good enough when they can go out there and compete for a championship. It, they're in that weird spot right now when they'll get like a 16, 17 pick, like something like that around there. They'll finish like eight and nine. They're like that type of team right now. It's it, just a, you love, it's a frustrating spot. You love Kirk Cousins when he's in a non-pressure situation. I mean, the, the reason why they beat the Panthers in overtime and he threw that bomb to win the game was because they were only tied. It wasn't to win. Uh, you know, when Kirk Cousins is down, it's just a whole different story. So I, I could definitely yeah. see the Vikings fans' frustrations. All right, we can move on to the Monday night game. Got to be kind of quick with this and give our week nine picks and then get up on that okay. here. Then I'll but, uh, I'll just speak about the Chiefs here really quick. Uh, all the feelings I let out last week, uh, you know, with the Titans game, pretty much nothing has changed. I'm going to be completely honest. It was uh, a terrible win. It was a terrible win for them. Pretty depressing versus a terrible look, Giants look, look, game. A win's a win, and we're getting pretty lucky now with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We'll talk about that in the preview. Uh, so we definitely have a chance to, you know, maybe come back a little bit here. So getting the win was still big. I'll, I'll say that. But, you know, I'm happy we won. 
But Patrick Mahomes, it was just – it was honestly kind of sad just watching this. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, him and Kelsey, I don't know if there's something going on between them. It was very weird. I was coming up with, like, conspiracies the whole game because I just didn't know what was happening. Kelsey was wide open the entire game. And Mahomes, he would even look sometimes and then just not throw to him and then just try to find somewhere else. Like, very, very weird. This is now, the, like, the fourth week in a row besides that second half against Washington where Mahomes has just looked off. It's just – it's just – it's sad. There, there, there becomes a point where I'm disappointed and mad or whatever – but now it's kind of went to the, the the side where it's just depressing. And I, I, like I genuinely just want Mahomes to get better. Like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, he just doesn't look as enthused. The whole team doesn't really look that enthused. Um, and I, I, I don't know. we got to run the ball more, honestly. I, that, we had that one drive with Derek Gore, who I didn't think I was going to say his name this podcast. But, you know, I'm glad I did. He played really well. And I thought they should have kept giving him the ball after that one drive. I think that really would have helped. But once again, the Chiefs are just trying too hard to make a big play. And I thought that first drive was honestly perfect up until the interception, which was just, I hated that. But I thought it was perfect. We were throwing nice short passes, getting the ball easily to Tyreek Hill. You know, that's exactly what we needed to do. And I was very satisfied. And then the second, that stupid trick player Kelsey was the quarterback and he flipped it back to Mahomes I'm like come on just run the ball like do a jet sweep to Tyree kill like it's not that hard you just need like six yards like why are you doing this right now you just had a perfect safe drive I can't believe I'm advocating for the Chiefs to play like they did with Alex Smith right now I can't believe I'm in that position but that's how I want them to play they weren't it, turning it, the ball it over it worked and keeping exactly. the ball safe a stupid trick play on second and goal led Mahomes to feel like he had to make something happen on third down, and he made a stupid decision to throw it. Honestly, I'd rather him just take the sack and, you know, led it to another unlucky interception off the helmet of Jarek McKinnon. Luckily, we got it right back with Willie Gay, who, by the way, has been very good this year. Him and Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, our rookie linebacker, just won uh, rookie of the week uh, or defensive player of the week or month or something. I think it's defensive player of the month, maybe rookie of the month. But So I'm very happy about those two, but other than that, I mean, this offense just boring. I predicted it last week. I said we were going to win 22-17 to 17 in a very boring game where I was going to have a heart attack at the end. I was going to say that Daniel Jones was going to fumble to lose, which he did, but I didn't say that on the podcast. Frank Clark looked good. He's actually quietly been good the last couple of weeks, so I'm looking out for that. Chris Jones finally more back at defensive tackle. He looked good. We finally got some pressure. Holy shit, I'm speaking really fast, but I'm trying to get it all out in time. Uh I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, Michael Harbin looked fine. Travis Kelsey's just been looking off. I don't know what's going on. I hope he just – I think he's been really banged up, honestly. Um, so I hope he gets back on track there. Anything else I'm trying to think, Chris, before we move on? Uh, I'm, really, I'm really not sure. I, I just know I got to go with like the next, like, 10 minutes at most. All right, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Chiefs, I'm glad we got the win, but – Honestly, exactly what I predicted. It was still boring and just a lot of things we still got to work out. All right, Chris. Yeah. Woo, week nine. Wait, really quick, really quick, really quick, really quick. All right. Uh, I mean, going back to the game really quick for like two seconds. Ugly win, wins the win. The Chiefs needed to, to win, definitely win this game. To I don't want to say keep the season alive, but it almost no, kind of felt like that. absolutely keep our season alive. Uh, I know on the pod last week, I said, even if they keep the game, even if they win by a set, like, thing, I think I literally said three points. Uh, I still have no confidence in them. 
I kind of feel the same way, but I, I don't know. I really got to see how they and then they need to if they then then they should win that this week up playing against the Packers. But all right, let's just move on. I'm kind of all over the place now. All right, all right Sam. Chris. Uh, you got. I'll name the game. You pick who wins and the score. Here we go. I already week have nine. it all written down. I was already. I, I was prepared. I have the show notes and everything. Okay, perfect. So here we go. Jets, Colts, Thursday Colts, night. Chris, what do you got? Colts. Mike White. His luck is gonna run out. He was at one game. He had his thing, but I think Wentz is gonna bounce back, and I think the Colts easily gonna steamroll here. I'm gonna say twenty-eight to ten. Okay. Also have the Colts at home. I think they need to bounce back after losing to the Titans. Like you said, I don't think Mike White's going to throw 400 yards. I think they're going to have like a great opening drive and Mike White's going to get a touchdown. Yep. Like, yeah. And then he's going to throw like three interceptions. That's yeah. still like okay. yeah. So I have the Colts 27 to 17. All right. All right. Raiders, Giants. All right. um, I have the Giants winning by a field goal at the end of the game. I got up 23 to 20. And my reasoning is because I think the Giants are better than their two and six record. And I think honestly, at this point, it's different when a coach gets fired for something weird. This and, is a crazy situation. And, you know, you bounce back with your interim, but I think the team's going to be just too thrown off, honestly, with this game, uh, especially after a bye week. Now they might just feel rusty at this point. And I think the Giants, this is a perfect opportunity at home to snag a win here. I think it's still going to be close, but. I think with the Henry Rugg situation, which we didn't even mention because the Raiders had a bye with him, you know, killing someone in a car crash, going 156 miles an hour while drunk in Vegas. And now he's facing two to 20 years in prison, which is just an honestly, we don't have a lot of time just uh, to explain it. So it's, we don't know it's a sad, out. sad situation right now. Sad story. Yeah. So I honestly think this is a different situation than the Gruden where the, I think the Raiders are going to just be too distracted. And I think the Giants are going to slip out with a close win. Sam, you took the words right out of my mouth. This was my this is a game I felt that the Giants were gonna win. They lose a close, tough one. Uh, and the Raiders. It's, you literally said exactly what I had. There's a totally different situation than a coach. This is a player, this is one of their brothers that you you know who he is. Made a horrible uh, decision. Horrible decision. His career is over. And he's facing two to twenty years in prison. It's a sad situation. Uh, thoughts go out to the victim's family, yeah. uh, praying for them, but it's a totally different situation than when the coach gets fired. Uh, this it, it's a terrible situation. And I think the giants will come out of here with the win. Um, I think it's going to be uh, 17 to five. <laughs> what? Yep. On a lighter had, note, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I I had to pick a weird score this week. That's just too weird. I was about to say really quickly on a lighter note, uh, the Raiders have to go into the Chiefs game on Sunday night at Vegas, week 10 at 5-3. and three. I mean, that just has to happen. And then the Chiefs have to beat them, and then the Raiders' season's over. So that's what's going to happen. All right. <laughs> Saints, All right. Falcons. The Saints are going to win. Mm-hmm. I think Taysom Hill will. Really... Is Taysom going to get – is he going to be back? I know he's still in concussion protocol. I think I'm not sure, but no, I think he's going to be back. I'm picking the Saints, but as long as Taysom is starting, they'll win. I think if Simeon starts, I think the Falcons will win, but I'm going to have it as Saints are going to win. Yeah, I have 30 to 14 Saints. I mean, I think that uh, I know I was looking at the Vegas odds earlier, and I think the Saints have it. I think 
I think they have the Saints up by like over a touchdown or something like that over the Falcons. So yeah, I'm going to go with 23 to 13 Saints. Okay. I like the score. All right. Uh, Jags, Bills. I have oh the my Bills gosh. 33 to 3. Yeah, this has to be uh, the usually, explosion spot. I usually give a shitty team at least one touchdown. But honestly, I think with the Bills' defense, I think they rank with number one right now, and I think their offense is number one as well. So I think it's just going to be all-around shit fest for the Jags. I, yeah, 33-3 to three for the Bills. I'm going to go with uh, Bills are going to win. I think it's going to be 45-6, to, to six, but I think the Jags will score a touchdown, but I think they're going to fail a two-point conversion. Okay. Uh, Bengals-Browns. I have the I don't know. Chris, you go first. I don't know. Bengals, Browns. Bengals will bounce back. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff surrounding the Browns <laughs> right now. Disappointing loss to the Steelers. The Odell issue. Uh, Bengals losing to the Jazz. I think the Bengals are way more motivated right now. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to win, and I think they will win. I think it's going to be 35 to 30. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be really close. I really want to pick the Browns, but I'm going to go with the Bengals until the Browns get their shit sorted out. Um, I think it's going to be 27 to 23. All right. All right. Patriots, Panthers. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think they're going to win. I just don't have any faith in Sam Darnold right now. I know McCaffrey's going back. I just don't have any faith in Sam Darnold at the moment or this Panthers team. I'm going to go and say that. The Patriots will win, and I think it's going to be 25 to 20. Yeah, I also have the Patriots. I'll say uh, 22 to 12. All right. Uh, Broncos, Cowboys, Dak Prescott will be back. I think he was a full participant in Wednesday. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to have their way easily with a uh, bad Broncos team. I think they're going to win 28 to... I'm going to say 28-10. Yeah, I also have the Cowboys pretty handily winning this, 35-17. to 17. All right. All right, Ravens, uh, Vikings, the battle of the purple teams in Baltimore. Uh, look, as much as I want the Vikings to win and bounce back, uh, I, just, I just have the Ravens winning in this one. I think it's going to be 38 to 28. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, I have the Ravens winning. I have it being 31 28 Ravens. So pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. I have it that in Lamar. I think he's going to have a 100 yard rushing game. That's kind of my hot take. Oh, no. Nah, not really. I would say it's a hot take. If there's one quarterback to have that. Yeah. I mean, well, all right. Yeah. No, yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, Texans Dolphins. Uh, it's crazy that one of these teams is going to have two wins after this game. Maybe we'll tie. I don't know, but I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I think two is going to look good this game. Just because oh, the Texans, they're they're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win twenty-eight to thirteen. Yeah, uh, 14, I think the Dolphins are going to win. I think the the Dolphins are going to have a. Uh, I think Waddle's going to have a good game too. I'm going to say they're going to win. I'm going to say. Hmm. 26 to 18. 
This could have been a Will Fuller revenge game, but he's injured, of course. It's Will Fuller. All right, Eagles, Chargers. Uh, I'm not really interested in this matchup. I don't like either team, but I guess I'll go with the Chargers. 29 to 19. Kind of a weird score. Eagles, Chargers. Chargers are going to win. Eagles defense is terrible, but I also think the Eagles will be able to put up some points. I'm going to say... um, 31 to 23. Okay. And then, uh, of course, Packers Chiefs, probably going to be another Jim Nance game, which I hate. I'm interested uh, in this game. Interesting because Jordan Love is starting his first real NFL start because Aaron Rodgers got COVID. And I don't think anyone actually knows if he got the shot or not, but that's not really relevant right now. And. You know, Devontae Adams was out last week and now Rodgers this week. So we'll see if the Packers can muster up another win with a with a weird roster. I'm hoping that the Chiefs, this is their big break to finally turn their season around. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers was here, I would pick the Chiefs to lose by two touchdowns. But screw it. I don't know what Jordan Love has. Uh, I really, really want the Chiefs to win this now. I think we got lucky. But, you know, this is what's in front of us and we have to deal with it. So, honestly... I'm going to pick the Chiefs 24 to 21. I don't know. All right. It's uh, Jordan Love's first career start. He's a big guy. He can move. Uh, if Rodgers was here, I was going to pick the uh, the Packers to win. Like you said, I would pick them by two-plus touchdowns. Uh, but he's not. Jordan Love's first game. I want to see how Malafleur is going to coach this Packers team. How is he going to let Jordan Love be? Is he going to let Jordan Love run free, or is he going to keep him contained? Are they going to run the ball a lot and try to get out of here with a respectful loss? I don't know which what we're going to see, but I think the Chiefs will win. I think it's going to be 25 to 14. That that's what my, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be Chiefs scoring um, 25 and only giving up two touchdowns. Okay. I think it's going to be a respectful game. I'm really not sure. We we haven't seen uh, Jordan Love in an NFL regular season game. I really don't know what yeah, to expect. We never saw Mike White. I know this Chiefs defense is bad, but I just don't have a whole lot of opinions on on what to say. So I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go a little conservative with this. Okay. Uh, 49ers Cardinals. I'll go with the cards. Uh, I think they're pissed off after what happened against the Packers. So I think it's going to be a close one. I'll go 23 to 17, honestly, in a lower scoring game. I think the 49ers. Don't have the offensive firepower to just beat the Cardinals, but I think it's going to be close. Uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to win. Uh, coming off of that loss against the Pack, they lost against the Packers. Kind of want to bounce back spot. Um, I'm going to go. The Cardinals are going to beat the 49ers, and I think it will be. I think it's going to be a pretty. I think it's going to be a bit of a closer game. I'm going to go 25-23. Okay. Um, the Rams Titans. This was shaping up to be a pretty good matchup without Derrick Henry. I got to go with the Rams at this point. I think I would have gone with the Rams regardless, but it would have been a lot closer. Uh, I'm going to say 31 to 16. I just I just don't see Tannehill lighting it up too much against this Rams defense, especially with Von Miller now. Uh, I just see the Rams getting another uh, big win here, uh, especially in prime time. Yeah, I mean, this Titans defense is awful. This Rams offense is top tier. I think it is going to be a 38 to 25. 
That's what's gonna be. Rams are gonna win 38-25. You love picking 25, even though it's such an uncommon score. It's gonna be an uncommon week, Sam. How many games have I said 25? Because I'm just like four. Uh, at least a hundred this year. At least hundred this 100. year. I, I don't know. I don't know why I always say 25. I feel like it's like a weird safe number. That's just it just well, it sounds like a good number, but for football, it's pretty rare to have 25. Yeah, picking picking the score is so hard. Yeah, I really want to go back and see if we got any anything exactly right. That would be crazy. I'll keep right, picking 38-25. I'll hit one right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bears-Steelers. Why is this game on prime time? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Uh, they, should, they should flex it, and they should – well, I guess it's a good thing that uh, – I guess it's a good thing that we don't have – uh, the Packers game because I don't really feel like watching Jordan Love on primetime. Yeah, I don't feel like watching the Chiefs on primetime anymore. To be honest, I would be more entertained to watch Falcon Saints. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know. That. But I'll pick the Steelers. I guess it's going to be so boring. It's going to be so boring. I'm, I'm going to pick 17 to 13 with deontay johnson having a touchdown and like a pick six from like justin fields or something I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna say um the steelers are gonna win they're gonna win three to two actually no pat <laughs> don't say that wait yeah. pat fryermuth's gonna score because i could totally see steve levy on monday night football saying fryermuth's name i don't know why so he's gonna score uh yeah i think that the steelers will win i think it's gonna be i'm gonna go with a weird score i'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighteen to seven. Eighteen to seven. Steelers are gonna oh, win. Gross. Yeah, I know it's it's gonna gross score, gross game. Uh, that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, weird game, low scoring. Typical. The Bears aren't gonna be able to move the ball against the Steelers defense, and Justin Fields, I think, is really gonna struggle. And I think the Steelers offense is gonna struggle like they have been all season. All right, makes sense. Chris, every week we should just name one random game from the upcoming week. In week 10, uh, Eagles-Broncos is a thing we're going to have to predict. So there you go. Eagles-Broncos. Right. Oh, oh, God. So there you go. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We finally had a great week after a few weeks. Um, you know, week eight, was, week eight was fun. Happy Halloween to anyone that uh, was watching on Halloween. Obviously. Wait, that's everyone. I don't know what I'm saying. But that was great. <laughs> The witching hour was actually the witching hour. I'm oh. loopy right now. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, that was a, uh, that was a nice week. So hopefully we'll keep it going with week nine. And uh, we're excited to talk about it. So thank you guys for listening. All right. See you guys. See ya.